Good morning, Oregon. It's Wednesday, May 4th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. As the nation grapples with the political, social, and emotional fallout from the Supreme Court draft ruling that would overturn Roe v. Wade, Oregon is in a strong position to remain a bastion of reproductive rights. If or when the conservative majority on the Supreme Court overturns Roe, it's extremely unlikely that Oregon will see new limits on access to abortion. Democratic majorities in the legislature passed a law explicitly protecting the right to an abortion in the event Roe v. Wade was overturned. Brown and then-Speaker of the House Tina Kotek say they view that bill as one of their signature accomplishments. Kotek is one of the Democratic frontrunners in the May 17th gubernatorial primary. Even if a Republican candidate for governor were to win this fall, Oregon's legislature holds the keys to passing legislation. Unaffiliated candidate Betsy Johnson tweeted Tuesday that under her leadership, Oregon would, quote, remain a pro-choice state. Oregon lawmakers passed legislation this year to provide $15 million to create a reproductive equity fund to help lower-income or marginalized Oregonians get access to obtain abortions. That fund includes money to expand the network of providers and provide help for lodging, travel, and other measures. Oregon health officials reported nearly 7,000 new COVID-19 cases during the past week, marking the fifth consecutive week of rising cases since the fall of the Omicron wave. However, the increase has slowed in the past seven days, with only 30% more cases than the previous week, after two consecutive weeks with roughly 50% growth. What's that mean? Basically, that cases are still climbing, but not quite as fast as they had been. Hospitalizations, which lag behind cases, are starting to catch up. Just under 170 people in Oregon are now hospitalized with COVID-19. That's doubled the post-Omicron low of 84. About half of current hospitalizations are considered incidental cases, where someone came in for treatment for a different condition and happened to test positive for COVID. That was the case for former Portland Trailblazers broadcaster Bill Shonley, who was in the hospital for a separate issue, then tested positive. OHSU is estimating that hospitalizations could peak at around 315 occupied beds in June. FBI agents arrested a 36-year-old Idaho man on Monday on charges that he was involved in an insider trading scheme. David Stone made his first appearance in federal court in Portland on Tuesday. He was nabbed at PDX when he was planning to fly overseas with his five kids for a missionary trip, according to court records. Stone had a warrant for his arrest issued in New York State stemming from securities fraud charges. He's accused of accessing investment advice on unannounced stock information and using that information to generate millions of dollars in profits. He also allegedly provided those tips to at least one other person, according to a federal complaint that was unsealed in court Tuesday. Investigators started examining emails from January 2021 through March of this year. In one email, Stone shared tips on how to avoid detection and how to donate trading profits to a church. Quote, there is a small possibility what we are doing could be considered insider training, he wrote in one email. Stone was granted pretrial release, but he's not allowed to leave the region where he's living. He's scheduled to appear in court next in the Southern District of New York on May 11th. 
NuScale, an energy company that started with technology developed down in Corvallis, made its debut on the New York Stock Exchange on Tuesday. The nuclear energy company was founded in 2007 thanks to research at Oregon State University. The energy company says its reactor design is safer and less expensive than conventional nuclear reactors. NuScale is located in Portland these days. The company hopes it can continue to grow as people look to pump up carbon-free alternatives to coal and natural gas. NuScale is years away from actually deploying one of its reactors. It still needs federal approval. The company went public by merging with an investment fund known as a special purpose acquisition company. NuScale has been owned by a Texas energy company, which paid $30 million for a majority stake in 2011. That company spent $600 million developing NuScale's technology in the intervening years and retains 60% ownership after Tuesday's deal. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.